Hello and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, uh, is unfortunately not available. But to make up for the fact that we're down a host, I made sure to get, well, uh, I guess I only got one great guest, but Lisa got the other great guest. So first, let's welcome back to the show, Trice. Hey, etc. Uh, how are you doing, Trice? I am doing okay. I am on my third pineapple cider. <laughs> Good. I'm not the only one drinking alcohol tonight. You just heard our other guest pipe in. So welcome back to the show as well. Megan Parkansky. It has been a long time. I am drinking red wine. How are you guys? Wow, I thought you were about to spit a hot 16 the way you almost rhymed there. Yeah, I'm spitting the hot 12 instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh, we'll get to your museum activities in a minute, Megan. But uh, first, uh, you know, let's just get straight to business. Uh, do you guys have any shout-outs? Trice? Shout-out to uh, uh, Lisa. Lisa, who cannot be here tonight due to technical issues. Um, she was hanging out with us earlier, but she couldn't record the episode. We miss you. Uh, RIP. We will mourn you till we join you. Wow. Uh, Megan, any shout-outs? I was going to shout-out Lisa and Rafi for doing this show every week. Um, and then a double shout-out to Lisa because I really wanted to catch up with her. And I haven't uh, talked to her in a long time. I wrote down Lauren, shout-out. I wrote down Lee Bruns, shout-out. I wrote down Leanne Ward, the sweetest, kindest, most lovely Mormon in the whole entire world. I wrote down shout out to Trice and here he is. Um and shout out to Owen William Quants, one day old. God bless him. Woo! Yes. Uh my shout outs are to our fearless leader who cannot be here. Of course, I'm talking about Donald J. Tr I mean uh Lisa Lowry. Um and also to the Bodega Boys because their new show is literally on the air now on Showtime. Go to showtime.com and use the promo code HIVE for a free month. And then for the next six months, you only pay $5 a month. That's to get groundbreaking entertainment. The number one show in late night is back, you fucking ball bags. Why are you not watching that? Uh, I'm missing that to be here. And it's probably over already, but whatever. I'm going to catch the replay. Anyway, back to uh, what we're here for. Uh, we will Today, we will be talking about the Monday show. Julie and Brandy have stepped, sorry, stopped doing drugs. Oh, by the way, I'm reading uh, Lisa's notes from her notebook that she took pictures of and sent me. So this is going to be rough. And the Thursday episode, Jordan's Forehead Scar, Family Porn, Lawn Shrimp. So the Monday episode, uh, I am not familiar with Julie and Brandy, but... So, Lisa wrote down, uh, I'm guessing this question was for Trice, as a lesbian, do you think that they appear to be a couple? Well, I think I can answer this confidently. Um, 
First of all, let me explain to you why lesbianism is a hoax. I read this on the internet earlier. You see, all women love penis. Um, no, Megan, go on. No, you're right on. Go on. All right. Well, well new information. <laughs> um, they I, they didn't really give me a couple vibe, but you know, you never know when people work together. I, I my first impression of them was not like, oh, they're together. Especially because you know, if you listen to other shows like. Uh, What's the one like uh difficult people, the Billy Eichner, Julie Klausner show, or uh what's the one with Aaron uh what's her name? Feminasty and Brian Safi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throwing, Throwing shade. shade. Yeah. Like there's other shows with like like uh those are gay men, but it's a it's a similar vibe. Like it's I don't automatically think of them as uh, a couple, I think of them as like a duo. Megan as in actual lesbian uh what are your thoughts on them well i didn't know them before this podcast and it was brought up pretty much right away about the whole couple thing but i mean just based on brandy's voice and the way she and her demeanor i was like there i'm my gay daughter is at like a negative 10 Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just my professional opinion Okay, so I, 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 I don't think I. Well, I didn't know which one was which, but now that you say that, I guess I know which one is which. Um, yeah, I didn't get the couple vibe just by looking at them, but I guess that's because I looked at them first because I didn't think the other one was a lesbian. Sorry, that would be Brandy, uh, and I guess I was right. Uh, but as far as gaydar, you know, I think I have like a terrible gaydar because uh, I don't really it's like i'm walking around and i'm like bam check out that gay dude over there <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe that's uh that's just me uh they talked about gay rom-coms uh not being the typical gay love story and i thought it was interesting that they talked about how they started out like wanting to write uh full-length movies uh but like just rom-coms but made gay and i'm um, it's kind of shocking to me i think uh the aforementioned Billy Eichner is like doing something like this. Uh, but I think it's weird that there hasn't been like a, like a gay version of uh Catherine Heigl, who's just like killing it in the gay rom-com scene. Uh, Megan, you're in Hollywood. Why are you oppressing LGBT stories? Was the head of MGM, Sony and Warner brothers. Um, I, can say because there's stories worth not hearing, they're not relatable, their sex is gross, uh, just one of far too many reasons not to, uh, you know, tell their stories, obviously. Not deserved. Agreed. Um, no one thinks lesbian sex is gross, though, right? Like, all of that's reserved for gay dudes. I feel like lesbian <laughs> women are, like, a consensus as far as, like, that's attractive even if you're not into it. Maybe, you know, I might be speaking out of school. I know what I'm starting the show with. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, but like, seriously, Megan, uh, (laughs) the depictions of gay people in movies, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know you have a poster of the Blue is the Warmest Color movie in your room, and I'm like, I know it's about lesbians, but I haven't seen it, but... I think you can probably more accurately tell us like what's going on in that space. Um, well, there was a phase 
I think for a lot of gay people, when they're exposing themselves for the first time to gay culture and gay culture and film, you kind of seek that shit out. And it, Netflix makes it easy because you can just, you know, there's a gay and lesbian, like, there's a queer content category, which is cool. But it's a bunch of indie films. Um, I mean, Blue is the Warmest Color is like one something at Cannes, but like, you know, not all festival stuff is necessarily mainstream. What's laughing at? You, they won something at Cannes. Is that like a lesbian film festival? Cannes. That's how you pronounce it, right? Oh no! Oh. Trice is gone. Uh oh. He got insulted when I was talking about <laughs> Cannes. You were like, sweet, sweet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what happened there, Trice? I laughed so hard that I hung up. <laughs> Cannes is like the most famous film festival in the world. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's film festival circuit stuff doesn't isn't like it's Ghostbusters two or fucking like oh, the the Twilight Saga. Okay. It's not like blockbuster worthy. Everyone's going to. It's not Spider Man and that shit. So there's underrepresentation in uh, those kinds of movies, and I think it's because most of the world is straight and doesn't give a shit. Personally, yeah. I mean, you have a point there, uh, but <clears throat> they talked about Joe Polnicek from The Facts of Life. And I've only seen the one episode, but for sure she was my favorite character. And I think, uh, Megan, as you know, I, my love for Danielle Hyam is very strong. Uh, why do I love bi women? Oh, is Danielle bi? She is bi. I thought you, I thought you told me she was. You were like, she's like hella bi. And I was like, is she? Because that's... Oh, cool i guess but i haven't looked into their personal information since like 2014 so i might have just forgot well i know she dated this whack-ass musician guy because he was oh remember when we went to see them in in california he was the opener and we were like this guy fucking sucks and didn't i not call it that he was an ex of somebody and he was yeah who is this guy a terrible Um, music that opened for heim i think his name's julian something Uh. Not worth mentioning, not worth remembering. Megan, have you seen The Facts of Life? I watched like one or two episodes. Did you have it bad for Joe Polnicek? Uh, No, because she was like 16 or something, but also no. Okay. Trice, uh, have you seen The Facts of Life? And also, uh, why is your favorite Tootie? Uh, that's racist. Uh, I've seen, I think, exactly one episode of The Facts of Life, which is when we did the watch-along Christmas in the Big House episode. Also, Tootie, great on Living Single. Uh, shout out to, uh, is that Kim Coles? I forget the actress's name, but respect. For for the record, I don't know which one was which, and just my luck, I picked the black one. I mean, (laughs) subconsciously, like, your racism jumped out. You're filling in for Lisa, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're on brand at this show, if if nothing else. They talked about lesbian quickies, and I just want to note that in the notes, Lisa wrote, 
in parentheses, ask questions, question mark? Megan, you took it upon yourself to reply on Twitter to this. What is a lesbian quickie? Just as a prelude, I also, in my my very few notes I took, I put, like, in parentheses, Megan dash humble brag. Shout out to Harris Whittles, R.I.P. Um, but yes, go on, Megan. All right. Before I get into this, I think we need to just emphasize that Allison Rosen just had her second child. Don't That's, bring the uh, baby into this. We're Megan. getting into that on Thursday, but please continue. <laughs> um, I feel like we're burying the lead. Well, lesbian quickies. I mean, a quickie is just when you have sex real quick and then there's orgasms and then you're done and then you're out, right? Well, that was one of the questions she asked, is there orgasms? And they said, you know, we're women, so you never know. But so for you, does that is that the definition of a quickie? There must be an orgasm. Um, I don't know. I guess it, let's say no for the sake of it. But for lesbians, sex is like... N- penetration is not a requirement pretty much what straight people may just consider um oral or otherwise is not like that's that's our sex we don't have the whole i feel weird talking about this i don't need to explain what we have and don't have um with the the options but I can just describe my experience and the one that uh, you're referring to on Twitter. So I was real fiery hot in my for the sex in my uh, earlier days because my first girlfriend around when I was 20 or 21 or something uh, never had done stuff with a lady before. And then when I started to, I was like, this is the jam. And so this was in like our, so just keep in mind, like, I'm not a super horn dog living a life of like public sex or anything like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, go on. Sorry. What? <laughs> I mean, not a super horn dog. I'm not. Listen, when when we hang out, we tend to do like, but but. All right. You know, that's, not. That's mine and your special connection. Exactly, right? and I yeah. value our our shared perversity. Um, but but you know, I'm not sure. Not a horned up person is an accurate way to describe you. And by the way, fine if you are. Uh. There's things I could say. I'm not going to say them. Let's just say I've been single and ready to mingle (laughs) for a long time. I rest my case. Uh, So anyways, so we went to a museum together, me and my girlfriend, and we, the uh, Contemporary Art Museum in Madison, Wisconsin. We're very smart people, very sophisticated taste, and... The way that we got away with this is that they had some little screening room for a film. You know, in museums, they show video art every now and again, Uh something like that. So we went into this room, and immediately my hand is going down them pants, and vice versa. We can do this, and that is sex for us, versus a straight person 
would have to like do a lot more um, stuff in order. Like if someone walked in on a straight person having sex, they would know it. But I was just kind of like hugging her and she had the back to the door. So if anybody did walk in, we would just be like, oh, a sweet embrace. Isn't that nice? But we were fucking. And it took a matter of minutes. Um, so I don't know. And also, Rafi Trice, oh, I didn't want to have to explain this to you, but there's a clitoris. Um, I, again, I've heard on the internet that's not true. That's not in the weird anime porn I look at. So I understand. <laughs> Uh, the internet can be so misleading, but when it comes to sex, uh, the female anatomy has a clitoris, which I can't relate to this like G spot business or whatever is going on in there. Um, but from my personal experience, uh, and again, I know you guys aren't following, it's fine, but, uh, the clitori tends to be, um, aroused quite easily and effectively. And so, that's that's where my that's what I'm working with and that's what my partners are working with and climax comes fairly easily. So the uh stuff that Julie was talking about where it like takes a little bit longer, I was racking my brain. I'm like, how could she possibly come up with this? And I am just led to believe that she's probably someone who maybe wears like a strap on and does penetrative sex with her partners. Interesting. Um, because there's just no way that she would come to that conclusion otherwise, you know? Um, I, yeah. yeah. I had a similar thought. I didn't want to voice it to seem like, you know, terrible, but, um, no, maybe she is more like, and I say this because she's a little, butchier maybe right. she is a little more like yeah. trying to get all up in there as opposed to like you know uh uh ringing the doorbell she's trying right. to kick the door down and you know yeah ride down the slide or whatever. i don't know the right metaphor but <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. i mean that's i don't know if that's an unfair conclusion but that's all that i could come up with so that's that's interesting that you say that uh I assumed you were going to tell a story pretty much like the one you told. Uh, but, I mean, who hasn't, you know, diddled a gal straight or otherwise, uh, you know, in some random place? I mean, that's I feel like that's not too far-fetched. So in that case, uh, we're all having quickies out there. Um, <laughs> I did ask Lisa if she had any specific questions about the quickie and she said no just why the discrepancy between lesbians but now that we know there really isn't any difference we're all the same well the difference the only difference would be that like i bet if uh julie is penetrating her partner with a dildo or a strap on or whatever that it would take just as long as straight people but the extra amount of time would be like putting the dildo on so i don't know but that's why there's a differentiator i would assume <laughs> put you know it's an elaborate process it's like you know when you watch like a knight put on their armor um but no i mean she could just be using her own physical stuff her body and you know do i don't want to get too specific but 
anyway. Get more specific, because I don't understand, and I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> Fisting. No. Um, she could oh, just wow. be, <laughs> she could be using her fingers and, you know, uh, getting down there with her face and everything. She's, I don't know if, if the strap on thing is actually correct. Oh, I thought you were, uh, to quote them, uh, right. I thought you were talking about, uh, where's the scissoring? Oh, oh, you know what? But, uh... You know what? A uh, fair point. That also uh, leads to orgasm very quickly. But I would think that you're right. Trice in that um, if it is anything other than just like direct clitoral stimulation, it would I mean, it would just be like not an exception to any other rule then. It'd be more straight people land with the fingers and the, the fingies and the I don't know, straight straight <laughs> stuff. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that um, this got brought up. This went really good. Thanks. You know, yeah. we generally don't talk about Conolingus or clitoral stimulation that much on the show. So episode. Let's just yeah. say that it's also a sex not even advice, it's just a sex podcast. <laughs> also Well any... Yeah, oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I like what are the chances Brandy is listening to this? Like because she did like like Allison's tweet and she liked I think one of the BF fancast tweets. So like or at least one that they were tagged in. So does if she listens to Allison's show, does she know about this show? And would she, if she listens to Allison's show, would she listen to this episode about her show? Uh, you know, uh, she claims to be a fan. Like, she says, oh, I listen to your show. But then she says, like, oh, but you don't curse much. Or you don't curse on here or something like that. So I feel like... She might be a casual fan at best, so I'm not too worried. And I don't think she's the type to listen to a show about a show that she was on. But I could be wrong. Uh, getting back to uh, these two lovely ladies, uh, they talked about Dumb Gay Politics, their actual podcast. Have either of you listened to the episode Allison was on? Yes. I did. What did you guys think? I don't remember much about it, but I feel like they just rehashed the Corolla situation, and that's probably why I kind of tuned out a bit. Yeah, that's my main memory from it. I remember sort of vaguely liking it, but um, it's been a couple days, and also I'm a couple drinks in. Uh, I, yeah, it was cool. I have, I have a fondness for them, but I think that was more Allison's episode than Allison being on their show. Um, so I don't remember what was on what. So uh, I do remember towards the end, they kind of started getting into politics, but they just asked her, like, are you liberal or whatever? And then I literally don't remember anything else that they talked about. Uh, Megan, did they get into politics at all? They asked her who she was interested in presidential candidate-wise for the Democrat. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Warren. But I think that was before Bernie said he was running. So I don't know if that changes or. Probably uh, not, I would bet. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Um, Shout out to Liz Warren. She's probably listening. Shout out. Yeah, take her. See if she listens. <laughs> she has a, also, yeah, a Google alert for like clitoral stimulation. <laughs> I like that you're uh, on a on a Liz basis. You're not on the full Elizabeth. Yeah, no, Liz, me and Liz go way back. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 
Megan, is this uh, the the time for you to declare who you are supporting in next year's election? Oh, um, I don't know. As I sat down with my coworker and started chatting with him about it, and he was asking me those kinds of questions, and he was super excited about Bernie. And my first reaction was like, I don't know. It, it, it creep. It's it creeps me out only because like the stakes are so high that some motherfucker has to beat Trump. Um, and there was something initially where I was like, I don't know if he can do it. Um, but the, I mean, the more that I talked about it with with uh, my friend slash coworker person, the more I realized, oh, I really, really like his politics and I want him to win. I, it really just comes down to like who most practically do I think can beat Trump. That's who I want to win. I want to get that motherfucker out of the office. Fucking Bernie is 78 years old. Right. Um, so there's, there's some stuff I'm thinking about, but his politics are wonderful and I love him. And I think he'll also call Trump out blatantly and I fear that there's going to get a Democrat debating against him who's going to let shit slide too much and it's not going to serve the Democrats very well. So I don't know. I'm pretty stoked about Bernie. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Trice? Um, I, I, with the caveat that none of this will matter in a year because the field will be different because we're so far from the election – um, I kind of fucks with Liz Warren a little bit. Like I, as far as who would restore balance to the force, you know, you have like this, you know, pseudo billionaire, um, weird old angry man guy. And then Liz Warren has like the soothing energies, like, uh, Caesar Milan. And she's like an advocate for like, you know, consumers and, and, uh, uh, fighting political corruption and, and that sort of thing. And particularly as it relates to money. So I, I kind of like Liz Warren. I, Kamala Harris, I kind of dig, but I don't think she's ready for it. But again, none of this will matter in a year. Cory Booker is kind of like, like bootleg Chinatown Obama. I'm not super into him right now. Beto O'Rourke is like, people like him because he's cute, but I don't know much else about him. Um, so yeah, out of the current field, I would go with Liz Warren. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, he is real cute. Uh, anything else for Monday? I wanted to play for those who haven't listened to the episode with Allison on, um, uh, dumb gay politics. I wanted to play their, their, um, theme song. So I think it's hilarious. Do you mind if I play it? I do mind, but go ahead. Okay. I thought it was one of the better theme songs that I've heard. And I was only kind of meh on that. Like, I like them. I wouldn't say I'd ever listen to them ever again. But I thought this theme song was dope. Uh-huh. It's all shit. It's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack. But we're not going to let it go down like that. Because we got a dumb gay podcast. A dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts. But we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast. A dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know.
extreme. It's all shit, uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, this shit is Trumpanas. T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, Thank you for playing that because I completely forgot what their theme song was and you just reminded me that I fucking hated it. Oh, no, I loved it. It was funny. I mean, the the comedic aspect, I, I can't focus on that because of the fact that it was like so, I don't know, just it's, I, nothing about it appealed to me. But uh, I think the lyrics were okay, but that's all I can say. I loved it. Just uh, another note on dumb gay politics. First of all, Again, Brandy or Julie, if you're listening, hey, how's it going? Uh, if you are a real fan, maybe you would appear on this show, the Best Friends <laughs> Fan Cast. Maybe, you know, just hang out or something. Um, uh, what else was going to – I was going to say something else, but it's gone now. Um, oh, hmm, this is offensive. So Julie is kind of ambiguous looks-wise. I, I listened to – so the episode of Dumb Gay Politics I listened to, I listened to, like, as always, falling asleep. Uh, no offense to podcast people. Like, I listen to podcasts as I go to sleep, like, very often. Like, most nights, probably. Um, so it's not, like, you know, an indictment of the podcast being boring or whatever. I just like listening to people as I go to sleep. But um, I only listened – I think I listened to that episode before I listened to Allison's episode. So I didn't know if Julie was, like – a trans man or like a cisgender woman. So like I was listening to her voice and I was like, wow, she really sounds like a cis person. And I was like, I, I listened to the episode and like the super ambiguous, like I, I don't know anything about her gender orientation kind of way. And it was interesting to listen to like her just be like, you know, a run of the mill quasi butch lesbian. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Butch Leses, they're out there. They're in abundance. Uh, yeah, Redding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Trice, if you ever need someone to talk to while you fall asleep, I'm always available. I'm up at all hours of the night. Yeah, look at that avatar. It's begging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he means it. So, yeah, overall, I mean, I think there were good guests, and Allison did sound like she was having a lot of fun. So I'm curious if she'll ask one or both of them to be on the Thursday show or anything. But, um, yeah, overall, good. Good show. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh, last, last note. Sorry. Um, Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson from Throwing Shade have been on a couple times. And I, I they grew on me the more they were on. So I would be, I would be happy to have... Um, these two on again, Brandy and Julie, just to see, you know, uh, if, if they evoke a similar feeling because I did like their vibe and their uh, what they brought to the show was like a, a similarly fun energy. Agreed. So it is uh, that time again. It is time for Childish Chat. Are you guys caught up on the show, first of all? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because Lisa's always like two, three episodes behind or something. Uh introducing siblings i oh i lied i am like i listened to the first half of the new episode but i haven't finished it yet okay i don't know what that oh introducing siblings rivalry favorites uh 
I have no idea what that refers to. I don't remember the show. Uh, so Greg he... was talking about how some parents have a favorite child oh. and the, the parents know it. Of course. The kids know it. And he suggested that when you introduce Elliot to the baby, that the baby like yes. in a room and that Daniel and Allison should like go in together. I thought about that like three times today, actually. I'm like, I wonder when they're going to do the baby meeting thing. Okay. That, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you reminded me. So this, this sounded like some, I, I don't want to be mean, but this sounded like some stupid ass shit. Like the fucking, <laughs> they're going to like leave the baby in the bed or something. And then Allison's going to like walk out. They're going to be, like, with Elliot. Then they're going to walk in. Like, this is, like, like what is this, like, a fucking surprise party? Like, what's going on here? But then again, you know, <laughs> I had a terrible childhood. But, so... I was going to say, coming from the guy with the tightest family in the world, I'm not sure how seriously to take this. Ooh, shots fired. No, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all perfectly acceptable. Uh, that's no, called those are Those are facts. But, but uh, I don't know. Trice, what did you think of this? I feel like this was, like, a... But, well, I guess Greg's a guy. I was like, no guy's, like, thinking about this stuff. Like, oh, we got to present, uh, we got to present ourselves to the, ba-. like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, so what did you think of this, Trice? You can just call it, like, white people nonsense. It's fine. I know what you want to say. I do not see race, sir. <laughs> I do not know what you're referring to. No, but honestly, like, good so, like, Elliot doesn't drown the baby or something. Like, not, not that he necessarily would, but, like, the sibling rivalry thing can, like, there can be, like, real hostility if you feel like the baby is, like, taking your mom away or whatever. So I get, in principle, I get what the uh, what the intent is. Well, fortunately uh, for Allison, due to those high costs in California, they don't even have a pool. But, Megan... Uh, so you said you thought about this like three times today. What did you think other than this is stupid? I think it makes sense. I thought it was cute. So you have a very adorable nephew. Um, do you think that your family did something like this? No, because he was adopted. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. And there's no siblings. Shout out to Carson. Um <laughs> Literally oh. nothing here applies the same. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he knows he's adopted and he's not like listening in the future and finding out from this episode. Definitely not. Uh, I just thought that I I could have like just envisioning the different scenarios as Greg was describing this. I could see like obviously everyone's going to be okay who's introduced to their sibling no matter what the fuck happens. But I could see with different scenarios and like the emotions of a child going in their little booties or little shoes or whatever that approaching it together would feel differently than like seeing mom loving this new thing for the first time when like they don't know what the fuck is going on and they don't understand like sharing a parent's love so it made uh it made sense to me yeah the psychology of it kind of makes sense yeah agreed kids are dumb Megan, what's it like to be your parents' least favorite? Oh, well, um, what is it like? I mean, I don't know. I know I'm expensive. I know I have a lot of mental health issues. I know that I moved away from them and that I hate when I go to see them. Um, So I would say they're my least favorite parents, and it's mutual. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Uh, Trice, you have at least one sibling that I'm aware of. Uh, are you the favorite, <laughs> least favorite? I like the non-specific number. At least one sibling. Um, I'm the youngest of three. I am probably not the favorite. No, I think that goes to the first. Uh, eh, you know, what? third is not a bad place to be. Middle child, perhaps a little rougher. Um, but also, maybe he should have been a little nicer to me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am also... Uh... I am the youngest of three. My, for sure, I am number two. But I, I hope it's you know somewhat close. Again, uh, my oldest sister would probably be number one, and the middle child is a useless postule. Um, a oh. Also, in this episode of Childish, Allison masturbated while pregnant. Uh, none of us here can relate to the pregnant part, but uh, I assume we're all getting familiar with Palmela Henderson. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa, who is familiar with both. We miss you. Oh, man. I really wish she would have been on because we could make her uncomfortable by asking about this. Um, uh, no, I, I didn't see anything strange here. I assumed she would have. And I'm, I would assume they also have sex. So I don't know. Thoughts? Um, since I see Trice is muted, I'll chime in. Thank you. Um, I thought I couldn't tell whether or, I mean, she's an honest person, but I was wondering a little bit if she just felt a little too shy to say, yeah, I masturbate like a human woman does because she kind of gave an excuse of like, it wasn't because I was like horny. It was because I just like, I forget what she said, but it. She basically said, like, it was for comforting reasons, and I didn't know what else to do reasons. It wasn't for because I'm a sexual being reason. Uh, so it's like, yeah, girl, masturbate. Because people masturbate. Yeah. I, I kind of thought something similar. She, like, she said it was, like, therapeutic, and, like, also, like, it kind of, like, it's, like, something to do that kept her mind off of how uncomfortable she was, which I believe is probably a valid reason why she did it. But also, I feel like, I mean, sometimes you got to... You gotta rub one out, and uh, that's what she did. I'm not familiar with this experience. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Can I chime, chime in about just a general childish with Allison's sexuality thought? Yes. I don't... I mean, I just said, like, we all do sex stuff, blah, 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 and I just talked about, in detail, fingering uh, a lady, but... You did not, actually. I mean... Fingering is like non. Fingering wow. implies penetration. Trice just chimed in like I wanted more details <laughs> and I didn't get them. This is a courtroom scene, <laughs> Your Honor. I object. The witness. Go so on. I'm sorry. Seriously, with a puppy as your as your fucking avatar right now. Um, but but that being said, like part of me is like. Close me off from your sex life. For some reason, it's like, I'm a sweet, little, innocent fan. I don't want to have these thoughts of you. So this is an interesting point that you bring up. Uh, I mentioned on here a couple weeks ago during the spanking talk. Uh, so I'm sure many an Allison fan has had a crush in the past, maybe, uh, on Allison. And now... I see her in such a different way that hearing her on this show talk frankly uh, 
more openly about her sex life than she does on her show, even though she claims that that show is like, you know, super open and honest. Uh, I think the depravity of Greg brings that side out of her, maybe even though she's not comfortable with it sometimes. But listening to the show does... Because, like, I've never thought about Allison masturbating until she talked about it on this episode. So I think it's interesting uh, that now we get, like, this other side of her that we haven't seen maybe ever. And, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> but then again, uh, I don't know how this is going to feel next time I see her <laughs> in person. Yeah, I mean, I've had a personality crush on her, right? She's uh super smart and super funny and all these things but i was never like yeah allison getting spanked <laughs> so it just feels like weirdly like this i don't know it's strange because what i want to say is like this isn't what i signed up for and it is a little weird for me but uh at the same time like sexuality is nothing to be ashamed of or to judge someone over. So I guess it's, I'm not like a fucking Baptist or anything. Uh, it's just, but it's her and I look up to her, I guess. And I have looked up to her. So it's weird. It's a weird dynamic to be hearing these things. So you're a prude and a hypocrite moving on to the Thursday show. First things first, Owen, Wait, what was his middle name? Fuck. Wow, Ultra Fan. Way to be an Ultra Fan. What, 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 God damn it, hold on. Duh, scrolling, scroll. Okay. William. Owen William Quans was born yesterday, and he weighed in at 7 pounds, 14 ounces, which I don't know if that's a lot or a little, or totally normal. <laughs> Thank you, but... I, I just looked it up on Instagram. Hey, I didn't. Rafi, can you can you edit in a joke that I'm about to make right yes. after you said something? Mm -hmm. What was he born yesterday? <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave that one right where it stays, huh. right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna edit Don't that out. That up. Um. So, I mean. How are we all feeling about this? Obviously, uh, happy. <laughs> Gravely disappointed. Disagree. Yeah. Um, no, I, she's been pregnant for so long and she's like super pregnant. Um, that like her finally having the baby is like, oh, wow. I, 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 I've, I've been listening to her show for the last nine months, like not thinking about whether or not she was pregnant. Like it was such a big deal with Elliot because it was like, oh my God. You know, she's having these fertility issues. Can she get pregnant or what's going on? But now it's like I I regularly forgot that she was like super double pregnant. So but let's it's like it's like a bonus child. Like, oh, she got a new kid. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I because of the complications that she was talking about, my head went kind of dark for a little bit and. First got concerned that maybe Daniel and Allison would be put in the same situation as they were with Elliot, where they had, you know, uh, Daniel had a pretty big dose of fear 
for a few minutes there, which fucking sucks. But then I was like, oh my god, what if Al- what if something happens to Allison? And then I thought about how my world would just like crumble into dust if anything ever happened to Allison. Yeah, uh, I definitely I- had the thought of like. What if, like, Daniel tweeted yesterday, Allison died during childbirth? Right, like, we lost her. Like, I definitely thought those kinds of things. And um, I'd be a fucking, I don't even know what. Um, so, so yeah, the, there was just a, there was those concerns that were there that weren't there. The, you know, those were some things I wouldn't even have thought of after the, you know, when Elliot was being born. Um but then when I saw everything went well, it was mostly a huge sigh of relief that, you know, Allison is okay and the baby's okay. And really surprising that there's another Merconium incident. But it seems like such Allison's kid to have to take a shit, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, she's got the poopy ute, though, also. Like, her, her, ute, her uterus is just like, you know, maybe it's got a leak in it or something. Or, like... It's, but she's it's, like a she has a sense of humor where she thinks farts are funny and stuff. So it's like yeah, oh, okay, it's, it's yeah, on brand. They're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so it's curious that you both had that thought because I didn't, and uh, I think what, so. I used to work in a hospital for eight years, eight miserable years, uh, and I worked on the labor and delivery floor a lot. And I feel like only once or twice did they have like a obviously during the times that I was actually in the hospital, but did they have like a situation where I forget what the code was, but like, you know, they call like all the doctors like swarm to one room. And I feel like that only happened like once or twice where like some kind of complication would happen. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it happens often where the mother is in danger, uh, during childbirth, but yeah, I'm glad to hear everything went well. And it seems like it went a lot quicker and just smoother in general. And obviously the stay in the NICU for the baby was very short this time. So overall, a much better experience. I'm hoping for them. Was there any names that you guys were rooting for that were brought up in the Patreon chats or anything? Uh, I, I jokingly said she should call him Tron and uh, (laughs) pretty disappointed that wasn't chosen. I did not. Yeah, I did not have like a favorite, but I was hoping for something like a little weird and fancy, like Constantine or something like that. But it, that didn't. It doesn't really fit what they were going for. But I was, you know, I was hoping for something offbeat, maybe, maybe from personal experience. I don't know. Well, they were saying that they were talking about like gender neutral names, which I thought was cool. I like Owen a lot. I, for some reason I was rooting for Christopher. I'm like, I like Christopher Quant. I want Christopher Quant, but Owen is a solid name. I like it. It uh, is good. Yeah. I don't like Christopher. Not, not with Quant at least, uh, but come to the aforementioned Carson. I think Carson Quant would have been good. Um, I remembered what I was going to say, uh, do we think that she pooped the table this time, and will Daniel admit it if she did? Good question. I think like I feel like Allison will admit it if she did. I bet she did. But she doesn't know, and I feel like she doesn't believe Daniel when he <laughs> says that she didn't. So, did she poop? Yes or no? And if she did, will Daniel tell us the truth? I feel I, like she wouldn't know as far as feeling it, but as far as smelling it, she probably would know. 
that's true. Those uh, lean cuisines and cauliflower, whatever things she eats, uh, probably are not uh, going to be hard to, you know, hide. Yeah. Um, so this is based on n- zero knowledge, but I think maybe the epidural because it numbed stuff more. She would just be like the the sphincter would be looser, you know. Hopefully for Daniel. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so... Try it out. I think you'll like it. <laughs> okay. uh, so Fine. we were uh, her little conversation hearts sent in by Robin Kern on Patreon. First of all, it's Kern, stupid Simpsons reference. Uh, I'll put that in. Okay. Uh, and. I didn't know what conversation hearts were. I didn't know that's what they were called. But when they said it, I was like, oh, is that those stupid little hearts? And yeah, it was those stupid little hearts. Uh, Does anyone actually eat these? Not in the demo for a conversation heart because I have no love. And Disagree. I'm not Everyone loves Megan, and also you look like you're like, Where are my conversation hearts, Trice? Well, you know, you need to meet the right ladies or like... Yeah, probably ladies. Uh, yeah, you just, just need to, you need to find someone who appreciates you the way the rest of us and the, the Allison community appreciate you. Go get them. <laughs> I will. I will go on lesbian like dating caveman? apps and be like, I'm trying to find someone for my friend Megan. Like a caveman in the wild, just bonk him over the head and drag him to. That's out. problematic. It's a problematic. Not for me. I'll be happy. I I would love. Uh, I think that's slavery, technically. It becomes human trafficking at a certain point. Yeah, that's true. Cut this out, Rafi. <laughs> Make it, it louder. All, <laughs> it all stays in. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, so she has a note here about watching the birth. Uh, do we think Daniel stayed uh, north of the equator this time? I highly doubt it. No. Oh, why would you go back from being below the equator? You just go below the equator again. Well, yeah. okay. So as uh, vagina aficionados, uh, all three of us, would seeing... <laughs> Thank you. The... I'll, I'll take that, I guess. <laughs> would seeing a huge vagina to quote allison would and with a baby poking through it like would that turn you off of vaginas i say no trice you're muted so i'll go thank you (laughs) you always wait for me that's so polite of you um i i don't know I know the headspace and attitude I behold when I'm with a lover and someone who I care about deeply, and I don't have that right now. So my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, I don't want to see that. But like, I I also have the faint recollection of what being in love with someone is. And it's like, of course, seeing the beautiful child that you made with each other, um, not in my case, obviously, but um, seeing a lady give birth a lady that you're in love with, it would be like not non-phasing and and beautiful at that. So um, I think Daniel is right. Like he's in love with Allison, seeing some weird alien shit coming out of your beloved's vagina wouldn't change a thing. I would not think. I thought you were about to say he's in love with Allison's vagina. 
Uh, yeah, he is. Well, yeah, there's that too. Uh, Trice? Uh, disagree. Throw that bitch in the trash. <laughs> Tom Likas read you. Uh, no. Uh, sure. Where is? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it It could be, for some guys more than others, it could be like a traumatic thing because you're mentally, your, your context for that is like so different. Like Daniel was saying, like, it is the natural consequence of, of us as a human species of having sex is, you know, reproduction and babies popping up. But it's that's not how millions of men, maybe most men at this point, billions of men think about vaginas. They think about them in like a, a sexual or even just pornographic context. So it's a it will be weird for a lot of dudes. Um, but for me personally, probably not super weird. Like, uh I, I I might feel weird about seeing it just because it would feel like almost an intrusion or something. But I would be, if if at all, I felt like it would help the future hypothetical pregnant person I was with. I would absolutely be down there, and I don't think it would be, um, it would not negatively affect my feelings about it. Um, perhaps in some weird pervert Jordan Morris way, like even more so, like yeah, oh my god, it's back to normal now, like. Ready to rock. Wow. Uh, that leads us perfectly into uh, <laughs> family porn. Uh, this is quite the episode. Yeah. Lisa's I know. really Lisa. missing out. I feel like Lisa sh- would enjoy what's going on right now. She totally would. And she'd be one-upping us all. <laughs> the best part. Yeah, we can't ask her how huge her vagina got until next week, at least. She's very um, tall. <laughs> What does that have to do with it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Might Lisa, be right here. I understand. Yeah, Lisa, your vagina's great. Um, we, in case Mike is listening, we don't know that as a fact. We're just speculating. Um, and I'm gonna go back on mute. All right. Well, you'll be back off mute in a second because family porn was brought up by the uh, aforementioned perverted Jordan Morris. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh family porn the way they made it sound it's a little questionable but i did like the fact that uh they were talking about consequence porn and how at the end of porn there should be like uh either you know a baby is born or it's (laughs) them around the table discussing how awkward this situation is and I believe, Trice, you had some thoughts on this. I love the idea of consequence for it so much. Um, it's it's just such a funny idea of, like, some, like, you know, fantastical, you know, weird porno scenario where, like, oh, your sexy stepmom is blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the next day it's like, oh, my fucking God, what did I do? What did I do? And then, like, the father coming home and be like, oh, my God, my son, my son. And then, like, it's, it's just so dramatic, and it's it's uh it's it's a very funny idea. I mentioned uh, what's his name, PG porn. James uh, Gunn. Uh, yeah. yeah, James Gunn. That those were not super good. They were like little kind of funny videos they did for like SpikeTV.com or whatever back in like 2005 or something. But um, I do yeah, the idea of consequence porn that ends as like. It, it it continues on to like pregnancy or like whatever weird thing like uh 
Um, not good for actual pornographic purposes, but very funny as an idea. I enjoyed that a lot. I I just had an image of like what like the title for the video would be called. It's like, you know, uh, big boob slut gets DP'd and then taken to gyno or something like like how does this like how do you title this and then goes to therapy and talks about like her need for male attention and how sometimes she does things she doesn't want to do but just kind of goes along because it feels weird to say no she doesn't have great boundaries it's a long title yeah i i feel like this is kind of this would be great or just lisa's sister as a title sorry go on oh boy uh I think this would be a great premise for like a comedic bit. Like this could be this unlike PG porn, which sounds terrible. I feel like there's like comedy to be mined here. And like, I just imagine like there's like you watch the whole porn, right? And then like, what if this couple has fertility issues and then you just see them going to doctor's appointments and like at the end, they're just like really sad because they can't have a kid. Whoa. But then they adopt and everything's fine. Megan, family porn? Family porn. Well, I was thinking... So, Trice, I've been editing down some footage from Small Town Gay Bar. Okay. The, the first Small thing- Town Gay Bar is the documentary Megan was working on. And when we met up at Reading, we ended up hanging out at a gay bar for New Year's Eve into New Year because she was recording audio for her project, Small Town Gay Bar. Uh, look forward to it, everyone. Okay, Megan, go ahead. Oh, you're such a good hype man. So there is a religious organization in Reading where I'm um, recording my audio podcast, my docu-podcast, and they have about 10 to 12 hours uh, oh, shit, I've been drinking wine as I'm talking. I realize I forget what point I was making. But lead me back to it somehow. You have uh, a lot of 10 to 12 hours of audio oh, about this this weird gay, anti-gay church who is in Reading. Who yes, tries I, to, bought, yeah. I bought their gay conversion materials online. So there's like two audio fucking uh, sermons. And then there's like a eight week course an hour at a time that's all like here's why homosexuality is going to kill you it's a lot of time to not be gay like eight hours like come on dude make it like two eight hours uh of material and anyways i was their whole thing is like it's not natural like they're just super super traditional when it comes to like fucking should be for god and procreating <laughs> and i was I feel like, like that's not the exact language they use not sure i'm maybe playing around with the word here yes. and there but i was like this is something that you could get the christians on board with like ooh you know what i'm saying like they could yeah. be yes the miracle of life you know we're we're witnessing god's miracle so, yeah I'm hoping that this comes to fruition for the fact that maybe we can get some of the religites on board to uh, to sit down with their family and enjoy a family porn together. <laughs> a lovely idea. God's magic. Can you believe it? I was uh, texting Lisa, so I heard almost nothing of what you said, but I'm going to agree wholeheartedly. That'll be a surprise for you in the editing room, which is your room, probably. 
Uh, yes. So they talked about lawn shrimp, compost, and mulch and whatnot. Did either of you look up lawn shrimp? Because I decided to look it up as I was uh, listening, and uh, these things are pretty horrendous. Yeah. Um, lawn shrimp. I looked them up before. I'm just going to look them up again. I mean, they look legitimately 100% Woo! like I'm shrimp. looking them up right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's shrimp. not pleasant. They're shrimp. Well, they look like shrimp, but like they said, they're very cockroachy. So, like, there's like a something about they do look shrimp esque, but they do look like a very disgusting creature. Shout out to Lauren, who probably is totally into these things because she's like into nature or whatever. They might be poisonous, Lauren. Watch out. I mean, yeah, when I'm looking at this image, it shows a penny for comparison. And like fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like twenty of these things could fit on a penny, so they're super tiny. Um, but yeah, they're like a, a hybrid cockroach shrimp, pretty fucking gross. Also, like I'm looking at Google Images, and if you scroll down, you see the icon for Allison's show for what? lawn shrimp. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah, I gotta look this up. It's right next to like a, a measuring tape or something on Flickr. I gotta see this. So I mean, how much oh, money would right. it? <laughs> yeah. That's how true. much would someone have to pay you to eat lawn shrimp? Amy, fifty cents probably. Or uh... no, uh, in general, um, there's I wouldn't do most things for money just because I feel like it's a weird power thing, which I don't appreciate. Wow, there's two <laughs> images of Allison's logo. If you keep scrolling, um. But yeah, uh, I see that. it's just her banner for one of them. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, in general, I object to the blah 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 for money thing. But I'm not super scared of eating a lawn shrimp. Uh, I would not do it. But I don't know. When I was a kid, I I, I ate an ant once, and it was like, oh, it kind of stung because I think the ant bit my tongue or something. But that's like oh, the worst God. experience I've ever had. It's not bad. <laughs> Uh huh. Interesting. Uh, Megan, you like killing chickens and turkeys. Uh, how about lawn shrimp? Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, they have cricket chips that I've been seeing around, and I saw on Shark Tank. And I, well, that's paying money to eat crickets. You're talking about somebody paying. I don't know. Probably like just a cricket shrimp on its own, or can I mix it in with like cookie batter or something? I mean, reg- regular shrimp are basically bugs anyway, as are like yeah. a lot of underwater stuff. They're just water bugs. Could I cook it? Do I have to literally just pick it up and put it in my mouth? What do we like straight from the lawn to your mouth? Probably like a hundred bucks. Wow, that's a steep price. Um, so, I, how about I believe- you, Rappy? Uh, I don't think I would eat them. They're fuck. I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like starting to feel itchy and creeped How out. How much so. money? You have to have. There has to be an amount that you would eat a, one of those little guys for. Just to interject, uh... I kept scrolling. There is a third picture of Allison's what? main logo. Yeah, she's all over the fucking lawn shrimp oh. game. Oh, insane. Um, oh, the one that says "Never miss an episode." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hilarious but don't you worry guys in a few days they'll just be oh no there's another one four there's pictures one well oh there's a fifth if you keep going so okay google knows what it's doing 
is is what I'm getting from this. Um, I wonder how that metadata is in Never because it's in the title of the show. Yeah, so few people jam. are talking about the long shrimp. Right. She's a fucking uh, tastemaker as far as long shrimp go. Much that's crazy. Uh, so, like Trice said, uh, I don't like people trying to pay me to do things that I don't want to do. But if I had to, I, I would say a hundred is a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, um, again, look at the the second row of pictures here. If we're all on Google Images, you see the penny and you see the shrimp. So it's basically like getting, you know, a pinch of uh, like a pinch of sand in your mouth. Like they're so tiny, you would barely notice. Right, but- I I had a cricket taco at a place, uh, and it was a- very good. No. Oh. It was literally a taco that had crickets in it, and it was pretty tasty, actually. But uh, I would definitely eat crickets again. I don't think I would eat cricket chips. Like, I'm just popping crickets in my mouth. That sounds kind of fucked up. Sure. No, nothing wrong no, with no, it. No, no, no. Like they, bugles, but crickets. It's like... It wasn't just dehydrated crickets. It was like they were basically ground up like a flower and incorporated. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that you can like put into stuff and I I would be okay with that. But again, not like my main, you know, source of protein Mm -hmm. at all. Well, can I ask if the crickets in the taco were crunchy? Like did it get Um, a crunch? I'll send you the picture of the taco, but it had like I think it had like cabbage or something in it, so I couldn't differentiate, you know, what was cricket crunch and what was like vegetable crunch. Mm. Um, but yeah, perfectly pleasant, and I would definitely do it again. Mm. Makes sense. Like what what we eat is kind of arbitrary based on what's around. Like there's no reason that like eating shrimp is normal, whereas eating crickets is crazy. It's mm-hmm. it's you know one of those things. We yeah. should all eat dogs is where I'm going. <laughs> Megan, I'm trying to eat some dog. <laughs> I mean, she's getting old, you know. I could yeah, put her in a bag like a pig and roll her around. Oh, my baby, I can't I can't pretend like that. The sweetest taboo. It's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong that it's right. Megan, uh, we found someone who will eat your dog, but you need to find someone who will eat your cat <laughs> if you know what I mean. Wow, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to agree. I totally agree. Uh, so, uh. speaking of things that are so disgusting, Allison used to wear Birkenstocks. Um, oh, come on. Megan, you are someone who has questionable footwear. Uh, what are your thoughts on these horrendous uh, shoes? Well, I bought a brand new pair of $200 Birkenstocks like a year and a half ago. And I was totally offended by this. But my coworker... I don't know why I'm cheering Birkenstocks. I, just, uh, I appreciate your bravery, I guess. So I didn't think they were for me. I think I get easily influenced by my coworkers because my coworkers, I don't have a lot of close friends. And so when I work with somebody eight hours a day, every day, and or more than that in the editing field, we just get tight. And I'm like, teach me your things. What kind of music do you like? What are you watching on TV? And my former coworker, Dan, was like, you should get some Birkenstocks. They are so comfortable. It was a Birkenstock work environment. So I was like, 
I haven't bought new sandals. The only sandals I own are from uh, high school Adidas. Like the toe is worn out. There's like a hole underneath the toe. They're awful looking. When I dated Victoria, she's like, you really shouldn't wear those anywhere except for the shower at the gym. And I'm like, okay. So they're talking about these Birkenstocks. Summer is on the horizon. And I'm like, I'm going to get a new pair of sandals. The cool kids were talking about Birkenstocks. So, and, and they said they like are lifelong sandals, like never need to buy a pair again. And I wasn't for sure they were for me, but I was like, these don't look terrible. And if I never have to buy another sandal in my life, I'm okay with that. And so I bought some Birkenstocks and I don't love them, but it hurt my heart to hear Daniel's reaction to them. Uh, Trice, how do you feel about seeing strangers' feet out in public? Um, it's a sin, and it's against my religion personally. Incidentally, if you keep scrolling on Longstrip, you not only see out, uh, ads for Allison's show or images for Allison's banner, you see one for Childish if you keep going far enough, uh, which is hmm. interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm not familiar with Birkenstock. You know what? I'm on Google Images right now. Let me change that. I'm not familiar with Birkenstocks. There's a Birkenstock store around here somewhere, but I don't know, uh, I don't know from Birkenstocks. Um, I know people make fun of them, but actually, that's about it. They're actually a traditionally hippie and lesbian footwear. Yeah, I, I get strong lesbian vibes from Birkenstocks. Correct. So they took some questions from Patreon for this special episode, and they talked about planning meals and uh, eating out. Megan? <laughs> wow. Wow. That's an attack. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. She only does that in museums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was not surprised to hear that they don't do, like, a lot of cooking or – or uh, cooking, like cooking together, planning their meals together, because Allison's dietary habits are so strange most of the time. But uh, mm. was there anything here that surprised you, Trice? Uh, no. I don't remember what they talk about in this part of the show. Uh, neither do I. Megan? Well... Daniel was like, I'm playing around with things in my head. Like he's mentally preparing himself to cook. But I, w I was surprised that Daniel didn't cook more because of his whole mint chocolate chip ice cream ah. phase. I was like, oh, this dude puts the effort in. Um, and I'm somebody who loves cooking. That's like my happy place. Like my, the happiest really? I am is if I have, if I'm listening to Allison's podcast and I'm cooking, there's, I do not get any happier than that. Oh, I um, do not think of you as someone who loves to cook. That's very interesting. Love, 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 love. Fancy cheese plates and cooking. Like ah. cooking is kind of a form of meditation for me. So um, I am a meal planner. I spend about a day. A, so like I spend probably Sunday or Saturday shopping and cooking. And it's like in, intensive. It's an entire day's activity. Um, but yeah, I mean, Allison has always been somebody who s said she was not a fan of cooking. Um, but yeah, I feel like once you get a couple kids going, that's gotta, that's gotta inspire s some sort of cooking in the household. So eventually that'll be a thing in the Quance Rosen household, I would assume. Maybe it might end up being Daniel or something. Um, but on a food note, 
Allison was very, like, audibly shocked by the Postmates uh, thing, like the live reach he did where, like, $100 and mm. delivery credits or whatever. That, uh, with respect to Postmates, is, is, uh, is unclear. Uh, what it actually is, uh, is a hundred dollars in free delivery credits, not free deliveries. Like your, your eight dollar delivery charged will get, you know, a hundred dollars worth of those for a month and not a hundred dollars worth of like goods from Postmates, which is like a, a thing, you know, you find out. So, so, uh, you know, keep that in mind. Well, I think that's pretty fucking good though. As someone, again, I have a moped, so if I need some shit, I've postmated a million times before to have stuff delivered, and the cost is the cost of delivery. That's what you're paying for with Postmates is them to deliver the thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah. that would cost you – well, it said it was for a week or something, but – yeah, I would have I would have gotten on top of that, but it sounds like it's for new users only. Yeah, that's the thing. Also, uh, uh, not to, not to crap on one of Allison's sponsors, but other delivery services. I'm a big fan of Caviar. I use that all the time. It's a similar yeah. thing. Just just uh, keep your eyes open for stuff. I'll download it right now. Oh boy, you Californians are spoiled for choice. I'm jealous. It is true. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like none of those services will like deliver to where I live, and the ones that do, it's like they deliver the shit that is like literally like three minutes away from me that I could just go and get it in one tenth the time. But uh, in Denver, really? No, I don't live would... in Denver right now. Though is the problem. Uh, oh. But anyway. Uh, Allison, or Allison, Lisa had quite a few questions read. Uh, she asked about Dreams, El Duce. I don't know who El Duce is, so I'm going to skip that. But <laughs> she she asked if uh, Allison has had dreams where people like BFF people or other fans or whatever will appear in the dreams. And I think we already knew that they do occasionally. I'm curious who. I'm guessing Lisa and Megan are pretty prominent. But... I wanted to ask Lisa because she mentioned before that she had a sex dream and one of us was in it. And if it's correct, if it's not me or Megan, I will be very disappointed. I mean, I'd be pretty, I'd be okay if it's me. I'm just putting that out there. Just flattered and like, oh yeah. She's like, what do you mean one of us? Or all of us. Like since we're all going over to her place. It could be like a, like the weird orgy in the middle of Zoolander sort of situation. Uh, she said that somebody, like a BFF person, Allison person, was in a dream of hers, in a sex dream. And so I'm curious uh, who that was. When did she say that? I feel like it's come up once or twice. On air? Uh, yeah, at least once on air. Um, right. Lisa also asked about Daniel's art and he brought up his graphic novel, which I hope he's still working on and hopefully making progress on because I can't wait to see this thing when it's done. As we know, everything he does, he does very well. So I have uh, high hopes for this. It's a masterpiece. That is for sure. Uh, he, He said it was a masterpiece. She she wrote guest, but I don't know what that means. 
guest. Yeah. She asked about, did she ask about a guest? Something about a guest. Not that I remember, no. All right. Well, can I can I just can I just say that uh, on a Patreon chat, Allison mentioned having a dream about Leanne. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and I, I was Leanne heard that. That's a dream about me because I've. I I regularly have not so much in the recent past, but I have had regular, very regular dreams about Allison. I have not had regular dreams about Allison. I did have one of like I think it was her and Daniel like being at a party, but it was like I was too awkward to go up and say hi, and that that was the dream. That was it. I was like ah, maybe later, and that was it. That wasn't just. A time of a thing that happened? Nope. I've only been in her proximity a couple times, and it's been at, like, you know, like Podfest or, you know, Sketchfest or somewhere where I could actually, like, you know, say something. Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a dream about Allison or any Allison person. But then no, again, it really? But then, like I said, I don't remember what I did yesterday, so it's possible I've had many okay. and I just don't remember. Um Another person that got quite a few uh, questions read uh, was Jay Inslee. He asked about uh, anyone being scuba certified. So uh, anyone here? No, but I want to. No. Uh, just to backstep a minute to the dream thing. I've had like uh, a number of dreams about like being on my way to Lisa's house for like a BFF like meetup type thing where like, oh, I got to get to the airport or I got to drive or whatever's going on. So I've had those like like almost like a being late for work kind of dream, but about going to her place um, to, to meet up with, with y'all and other people. Um, but that's, that's kind of the extent of it. Uh, no to uh, the other one. Uh, since we're backtracking uh, on Monday, they talked about uh, getting an air fryer and Ooh. my roommate recently got one and he seems to be in love with it. Uh, it does sound like a fucking vacuum is on while it's cooking. But uh, aside from that, uh, I guess pro air fryer. Uh, back to scuba. Yeah, also, like Megan, I don't know. I'm not scuba certified, but I would love to be. Uh, this goes back to my doing everything that James Bond can do thing. Uh, but uh, of the people here, raise your hands if you have a motorcycle license. Oh, Trice, why is your hand not up? <laughs> that is racist, I think. I don't know. Uh, not racist at all. Uh, Megan, you have your motorcycle license, and you regularly scoot scoot. Uh, <laughs> I have my motorcycle license. I felt the power of a motorcycle, and I got to admit, I was tempted to make the transition over to motorcycles. Oddly, that was pre-moped accident, um, and I don't want to have a motorcycle because of the dangers, uh, yet I... Got a broken jaw, broken teeth, broken everything, scar on my face from from a moped. But do I ever want to be on a freeway on a motorcycle? Fuck no, I don't have a death wish. But goddamn, I do have a motorcycle license, and goddamn, is it fun to drive a motorcycle? It's just I can't make the life out of it. It's too dangerous, my friends. There are some some ladies in Reading in the aforementioned scene where. I, I feel like you would be welcome as like a new like uh uh 
whatever the lesbian version of a twink is in that fraternity <laughs> or sorority. Are you talking about the wolf pack? There's yes, of wolf course. Yeah. There's like a lesbian biker oh, yeah. uh, collective. Let's not say biker gang, but right. it's, uh, you know. I, it's like they started a stereotype. No, it's like <laughs> they started a stereotypical lesbian club. And then they're like, who's the most stereotypical? And they're like, we're all right here in Reading. It's pretty fucking impressive, honestly. Um, yeah. Megan. Have you ever been, What? Oh, I was just going to say, I think that you should buy a motorcycle, join their motorcycle club, and then you'll finally get some uh, rumbling between your legs again. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, when did you get your motorcycle license? Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, what year is this? Uh, 19. So I'm going to say 2015. But here's the thing is I literally just took the class, passed it, planned on buying a motorcycle, but then never did. So right now I probably know less about riding a motorcycle than Trice does. Mm -hmm. That might be racist. Um, I'm going (laughs) to step away. I'll be back in like two minutes. Uh, Another of Jay's inquiries had to do with any cool scar stories. Uh, I don't have any. Megan? I don't think you have any either. Trice, are you back yet? Yes, I am. (laughs) There you go. I have a weird scar on my right arm from an iron, I believe. I burned myself, like, on my bicep with an iron when I was, I don't know, maybe eight years old, and it's still kind of there. Because you tried to iron your shirt on your body? What's that? Because you tried to iron your shirt on your body. I don't know how the hell that happened in retrospect, but... Um, uh, apparently, n- no, but something weird happened, um, because it's, like, on my upper arm and not, like, you know, oh, I accidentally burned my finger or something, so, meh. Um, don't remember oh, me feel like a parent did it or something, like, knocking <laughs> out really painful memories. Would you not remember? Um, I, I remember the iron being on the ironing board. I don't remember what would have... Wow. How it would have happened. You got so confused. You don't remember. No, it's one of those things. Also, I have like a scar, which is, I don't know if you could even see it anymore. It's on the back of my head on the, I'm going to say the right side where I like, uh, not cracked my head open like a papaya or something. But, you know, I was jumping on a bed. Um, As the story goes, I don't have a great memory of this. And I had, like, a crazy gash at the back of my head. I ended up having to go to the hospital. Wow. Um, uh, when, this is, again, when I was maybe 10 or so. Um, so, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, I babysat oh, also, uh, also a scar on my wrist from when I, like, tried to cut my wrist when I was 11. Anyway, keep going. Whoa. Is that true life? Uh, yeah. I might have been 10. Um, it was oh, like a... Boy. Not like a like a honest to God suicide attempt, but like a well, let's see how this goes. And it was like, oh, that hurts. I'm not gonna do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But there's like a practically invisible scar on my like upper wrist somewhere. Again, I know you have to edit this out, Rafi, but the distraction of your avatar. Like, I want to look <laughs> you in the eyes right now and like give you a hug. And there's just like a nerdy dog with a scarf right there. I appreciate it. Both of those things <laughs> it's are so me. funny. It's so funny. It's so distracting, though. 
That fucking is intense. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I'm pretty suicidal, but I've never cut my wrists. So that's intense. Megan, aside from the uh, thing on your face, uh, do you actually have any uh, good scar stories? Only one that's like as sad as Trice's, which is that I was depressed and I smoked when I was younger. So when I was like 17, 18, no, I was 17. I just put, I tried to like burn myself with a cigarette on my forearm and I did. And there's a scar there. Cause I was listening to the used in the car with my buddies and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm depressed. Put a cigarette out of my own. And it I seems did. like it would, it's one of those things that would hurt more than you thought it would. Like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. The saddest part is that I didn't feel as much as I thought I would. I oh. literally like was trying to feel something and my body was like, nah. <laughs> we feel nothing. Uh, but no one would ever tell. It's very, only I know. Um, but besides that, no. So, uh, th- now that you mention it, one time, this is not a good scar story, but one time uh, I was drunk at a party and I pushed my friend and he pushed me back and I was holding a, I believe, a prime time. Uh, shout out to the PTs. And he, the way he pushed me for some reason, like launched my hand into my other hand and I didn't notice. And then I smelled bacon and then I looked down and I was like, oh, I literally am holding the cigarette into my, the back of my hand. And I knew, and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) It was a, it happened in, in slow motion to me. Like it felt like that took like. 20 seconds but it was like literally probably wow. 20 milliseconds and uh yeah i have like a little scar in the back of my hand now but no big deal uh anything else from thursday i want to ask a sincere question of the listeners talking about scars and stuff so i'm going i've been having regular appointments with a plastic surgeon about my scar since the accident and i've seen this you've just been monitoring it And so I went for my final appointment, final meaning the last one before he would be doing any sort of surgery. Um, And he just described what he would do, which is like to make the scar look better. Um, But there is one part of the scar, which is the furthest right corner of it. There's a medical name for it, of course, but it's, there's a little pain when I push on this area of my scar. And he said it's like a bundling of the nerves, like the nerves tried to heal and they couldn't heal. And um, and that if he were to treat the scar, what he would need to do was basically open up the scar the same way that it did during the accident, like retrace the steps, but with a finely toothed combed essentially. And there's this area where in the corner where he said that bundle of nerves that kind of hurts when you push on it at times when we do the surgery, we have to remove it. But that means potentially if we have to remove it, that you'll lose more feeling than you have right now which is not a lot of feeling and that freaked me out because I'm like I don't want to lose more feeling than I already don't have because 
it's hard to describe, but the skin in my bottom lip isn't dead, but it's like numb enough where like when I talk and I press my teeth against it, I can feel it, but it definitely doesn't feel like, you know, my top lip or any other part of my body that hurts. So my question is, I'm fielding questions because I'm getting cold feet now. I thought for sure, no question. I'm just going to get this taken care of. Whatever the best he can do is the best he can do. And it'll, it'll be an improvement. But now I have to weigh the risk of losing more feeling that he's, he says it's a small chance that he'd have to remove this bundle of nerves, but that it's an option that he might have to do if he opens my scar up. So, BFFers, if you were me, if there was a minute risk of looking, of making my scar look better, but potentially losing more feeling in my face because of it, what would you do? Would you do it anyways or I don't know. I don't know who follows me on Instagram or like sees pictures of my current face. I don't post like a lot of selfies or anything. Uh, and not a ton of you have seen me in person, obviously. But do you think trying to treat my scar is worth it? Uh, I say definitely no. No? That's just me. I would agree. Like... This is a weird way to put it. Like, you want to kiss ladies. Like, you want to do stuff with your face. It's important to have feeling. Um, so keep your feeling uh, if you can. Yeah. And uh, also, like, having scars makes you, like, a cool lesbian lady. Like, I've, I've, I've mentioned before to you, like, sometimes you come across as looking like a really cool lesbian. And as far, you know, with, with, with the understanding that that sometimes sounds, like, terrible and homophobic, but also, like, you know, uh, it's a strength that you have. So so maybe uh, accept that and allow it and allow other people to, like, accept you as you are instead yeah, of, only, like, trying to change yourself. Only sometimes do you look like a cool lesbian, <laughs> Megan. But if – just think of this, like, like – I. I know how you probably feel about it is different than what we feel about it, but I mean, Seal was married to Heidi Klum. Just think about True. <laughs> also, like your lower, just messing around with my own face, like your lower lip has less feeling anyway. So I don't know. It's it's not a super big thing unless it bothers you that much. Mm. Those are two opinions. I'll take them into consideration. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I, I ask others' opinions because I feel like when I look into the mirror, of course, it's, like, the first thing that I see. But mm -hmm. everybody from the outside is, like, oh, like, I didn't even notice or blah, 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 blah. Like, if I'm meeting a stranger for the first time, no one seems to be, like, yeah, that was a glaring thing that I had to get over. Like, it's not like I have a mole on the tip of my nose. No, because they're, so, they're just meeting you and, like, oh, she has, like... A line or something. Like, like it's it's not even a thing. Right. Uh, I don't know. I would appreciate others' feedback. I appreciate your guys' feedback because I've definitely been ha having a lot of feelings of about it. So, thank you. And yeah. I mean, when, when something changes your face, it's a very, like, personal and upsetting thing. But as far as the rest of the world noticing it, like, it's, it's right. much less of a thing. Yep. Okay, so Allison asked, and I will not be responding to Allison because she just had a baby, and this is this feels like something she doesn't need to hear right now, um, bonding with an infant. 
but she asked about the uh, try it out drop and the the related drop on the podcast Your Mom's House with Christina Pajitsky and Tom Tom Segura. Um, the the try it out drop on that show is it comes from a an audio clip of a, of a man who is looking for love similar to Megan maybe um, is looking. Uh, love might be too strong a word. He he submitted an ad on a personal site or something like that, and he has uh, uh, masochistic tendencies. And so he asked, like, he he was basically explaining the things people could do to him and he would be okay with, and that he wanted them to, to do to him, and then saying like, try it out. Um, <laughs> for example, like you know, spit on him, uh, piss on him, have like five of your friends come over and do stuff to him um that sort of thing and then saying you know try it out um so that's that's what that drop is related to so slightly different from what daniel said i mean probably i don't know his college life but (laughs) i i would assume it's different uh yeah i'm familiar with that clip uh i don't listen to their show often but uh, I believe they played that clip uh, for Dr. Drew, who they now have. He has a podcast on their network now, which is interesting. Um, not interesting enough for me to listen, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, so as far as Daniel's drop of Try It Out, I I always thought that came from him telling people to listen to The Watching Hour. Yes. I could be wrong. No, you're right. I only associate it with anal sex, but I think that's more Jeff than what Daniel actually said the first time. <laughs> Well, on that uh, uplifting note, uh, thank you all for being on. Thank you all for listening. I meant to say thank you both for being on, and thank you all for listening. Hey, <laughs> uh, Owen. Megan, where can you be found on the internet? I am at Zanair Park on Twitter. Uh I don't know where is anywhere new that Alice and people can find me that they already haven't found me. If you're, if you are a new listener, like if you're listening and this is the first time you've ever heard BFF Fancast and the first, cause Rafi, did you know that I've had appearances on like the Sketchfest episode and on the hundredth episode anniversary, but I haven't like in my home recorded in, uh, with you guys. Since August of 2017. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's fucking nonsense. So there might be someone listening who I don't know, in which case I would like you to introduce yourself. Follow me on Twitter. Be like, I don't know who you is, but I like you and hi. Uh, and do that. I would love that. Uh, yeah, it, it should be noted. Like if someone's listening to this, like I feel like your presence on the show on Allison's show isn't what it used to be. Like you're not sending in as many JMOs maybe, or maybe it's because she just calls you Megan now as opposed to super fan Megan, but you are super fan Megan. You are the, the biggie to my Jay-Z. I've said this before, which would make Allison DJ Clark Kent, God's favorite DJ. Uh, Trice, where can you be found? Uh, (laughs) Interesting transition. Okay. Uh, First of all, one second, give me, I'm going to try and do something alcohol notwithstanding. Uh, I can talk more about DJ Clark Kent if you need me to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. 
This is me. Something uh, good. That's not what he's playing. It uh, is I'm I'm slightly tipsy. I'm slightly too tipsy to play this. Um, first of all, Megan, thank you for being on the show. As as a fan of this show, it's nice to hear you on because you're not on super often. Um, also, shout out to Lisa. Uh, again, R.I.P. We miss you. Um, because it is Black History Month, shout out to the following Black Motorcycle Clubs. Uh, the Carolina Knights in South Carolina. Um, Hood, racist. Uh, ex- a.k.a. Hold Our Own Destiny, a motorcycle club in New York. Um, could be 151MC in Georgia. Uh, the number one stun is also in Georgia. Uh, Shout out to Cash Money. Yeah. Uh, also, the First State Divas in like <laughs> Delaware. Might be some nice lesbian ladies in there. Just to make the drive Megan. Um, <laughs> also, uh, find me on Twitter if you feel like it. At TSDCX, I mostly retweet political stuff that is uh, aggravating. Also, like stealth Black History Month tweets this month. Um, but go on the Best Friends Fancast group on Facebook if you're not opposed to Facebook. Uh, yeah, you can follow Lisa at JMOs and BFFs. If you want to be on this show, uh, please get in contact with us because we are clearly uh, lacking for guests. Um, At uh, (laughs) bffancast at gmail.com. Don't bother finding me. Just go to the Facebook group, even though it's uh, Facebook is a cesspool. Uh, Thank you all. And we'll be back next week with Lisa. I I have something else to say. Go on. Hi, Brittany. Oh shit! What? Shout out to Britney. Oh, oh yeah. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna fucking edit that in. You know me, I don't need no introduction to shit. Ride business round the city, I'm buttons, you bitch. All I'm hanging risk, hanging just stunting and shit. Drop the top block is high, stay bumping your bitch. If you anchors get it right, don't tangle and twist it. Hit the club every night, drunk, drinking that crystal. Niggas mad, don't like it, cause I'm banging they bitches. When the light hit the ice, it twinkle and glisten. Baby Brian B bubble, you can call me what you feel. Hopping out the platinum humming with the platinum grill. With the platinum pieces and the platinum chain. With the platinum watches and a platinum ring. Platinum ring. That shit ain't changed. Still doing my thing. Still do it for the block. Nuts hang and swing. You don't know another nigga that can stunt like me. Stunt like they me. Stunt like 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 me. Stunt